Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another film review. This is going to be for the... What year was this from? Uh, 2004. Uh, Zack Snyder directed Dawn of the Dead. Which is a remake of the previous or of the original film. Uh, I'm your host Matthew. And yeah, Zack Snyder's um, Dawn of the Dead from 2004. Uh, so I've got a few things to say about this film of course. Um, but let's start off with the general uh, did I like it, did I not sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to give this a don't skip rating. I don't think this is a must see. I don't think that you need to like rush to you know um, play this film or whatever or watch this film or whatever uh, like right now. But uh, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I I enjoyed my time with it. I don't feel like my time was wasted. I just think now this is from 2004, so obviously it's not you know the newest film or whatever. Um. This film feels a little bit basic in certain places. Now, it's got a very, very basic premise, which is basically a few people from a couple of different areas and different places end up basically grouping up in this mall-type place, uh, like an American sort of mall, and they try to secure themselves in there, and they go about their lives for a certain amount of time I'm guessing it was probably about a couple of weeks maybe um and then something happens and then they have to kind of leave and that sort of thing and then the film goes from there I think there's some decent ideas in this film um I one of the ideas I kind of liked in this film in terms of the zombies is you still get the basic thing if you know if if you get bitten doesn't matter where you will turn but there seemed to be another rule established in this film which was if you die from something that isn't a bite so like a gunshot wound or anything else that you can die from that you don't turn now with most films and things like walking dead and those sorts of things when you have more sort of normal zombies um now some films do have this rule and some films don't uh, and some TV series, TV shows do and don't as well. You got like th- you got things like Black Summer and everything else as well, as to where if you die from something, uh, but your your brain is not damaged, you'll still turn anyway because the infection is in your brain. That didn't seem to be the rule in this in this film, which I found quite interesting. It's definitely easier to deal with because you know if somebody like shoots somebody or. If they die from something else, uh, like they get caught in the crossfire or they have uh, an accident or something, you don't need to worry about them turning. Because um, there's a number of characters that do die from uh, getting gunshot wounds, and I don't rem- remember any of those characters being sort of like put down, uh, so to speak, um, you know, like a, a, a gunshot to the head or whatever. So it's easier to deal with. There's a lot more convenient. But I found that quite interesting. Because I expected it to be the whole, um, you know, no matter what you die from, if your brain isn't destroyed, you turn. But that isn't the case. So it has to actually be a direct infection, which I found very interesting as well. But uh, yeah, it's good. Its pacing is a little bit off, which I know is a bit odd to say. Maybe this film's about an hour and 45 hour and 50 minutes or so there there is some like scenes intercut with like the credits and that as well which is the actual ending of the film 
and that takes about five minutes or whatever it whatever it does um it was a little bit long i think i think this could have been like a 90 minutes like quiet place pacing sort of film um maybe but uh but yeah it's a a little bit long in in some places I, i feel like this film does one of them classic pacing things which is where you sort of have a really exciting start to this film. I think the start of this film is fantastic. You know, seeing the sort of fall of civilization and everything. Or at least from like our main character sort of perspective. Seeing all that happen was, was kind of cool. Then you do get some like slowdown when they're at the mall. And when they're sort of very, very safe and secure. Which I kind of expect... It, it's, it's interesting because I kind of expected... With the way the film was going, I kind of expected it to be like adrenaline fueled start... You know, they fight their way into the mall. Once they get into the mall and you've got like a, what, 30 minute or so um, piece of, bit, bit of time to where they're like figuring other things out but they're not directly dealing with zombies. That's maybe when this film starts to slow down a little bit. And then you get the bit of the end which was like the last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Um, which is essentially just them kind of like dealing with this big horde at the end and that sort of thing. Which I thought was good. Um, so it's good overall. I, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, I think I've seen the ending of this. I'm not going to spoil the ending here. I'm going to do a spoiler section. In the second half of this podcast. I feel like I've seen the ending of this film before. But I don't remember seeing the actual film. I think maybe I've seen it on like a YouTube. Watch Mojo type thing. Of like top 10 endings for something. Or, or, or whatever. I, I, I don't know. But I feel like I've seen the ending like on YouTube or something before, which is strange because the way they play it out with the credits and stuff, I feel like I've seen that. But um, but yeah, now I've seen the the whole film itself. So, but um, it's interesting thinking about you know Dawn of the Dead, the twenty twenty one Zack Snyder directed uh, zombie film, the Netflix one, which you can go and watch now. I also reviewed that. That film's got a lot more sort of ideas towards it, like different types of zombies and different sort of like plot and everything else. Because that's more of like a heist zombie film. Whereas this is this is really just a simple back to front kind of world breaks out into an apocalypse. You get a bit of a set piece at the start with this little family. And then you get the initial panic of like people getting in their cars and driving away. Then that character meets a bunch of other characters. They find a big safe uh, place for the majority of the film and then they try and escape from that place and go somewhere else it's very very simple and i don't think the simplicity of the film or the plot takes away from it necessarily it just doesn't make it as interesting as other zombie things i've seen such as black summer or even the the walking dead to a certain extent um to where sort of like more is going on than just your basic zombie survival now i did enjoy the like survival aspects the trust aspects even um There isn't so much leaned on with um, resources. Uh, See, see I find it interesting with some zombie films and TV shows how they'll sometimes choose moments of when, oh, we need, like, the character to realise they are low on something in this scene or the generator goes off or something like that. Like, a, a, a thing in the plot will trigger a character to mention or, like, will not trigger a character, will get a character to mention... Um, that like, oh, we need to do this or we need to do that because we're low on whatever. Um, but like for the most of this film, they're shooting loads of bullets and they're eating and drinking and that sort of thing. It doesn't really get brought up 
quite so much. Although there is a big mention of their um, ammo supplies near the end of this film. But I don't think it had much sort of consequence. So would I say this is kind of a run-of-the-mill zombie film? I, I would definitely say that if you're looking for a very... very this is probably like the most basic zombie thing I've seen of just a back-to-front really basic kind of thing. And I don't think that makes the film worse. I just think it holds it back from being something more. So if you were to look at that as like a scale. That doesn't bring the film down and make it worse. But it doesn't like push itself forward in a way. Um, but I still enjoyed seeing like the, the some of the stuff I've mentioned before. Which is like how is a character going to get out of a situation can you trust one of the other characters you know because you got the you, you got a few different aspects i look out for in zombie media uh survival so how is the character going to get out of a situation what have, what ammo have they got what weapons have they got who is with them i guess that's got other weapons as well um can they are, are they like stuck in an area do they need to desperately like open a door do they need to close a door really desperately or whatever uh i enjoyed seeing that and there were some interesting choices made with that um, and then other thing like trust when you meet obviously new characters and new survivors are they going to screw you over later uh, can you trust them now you know that 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 plays a big part in this film as well so I, I, I did enjoy that um, so th- those are really the two aspects of the things I look out for that were actually displayed here in the film which were which again were, were good but just just good this is a sort of 8, 8.5 out of 10, don't skip type of film for me. Very run-in-the-mill, not terrible, but not, like, excellent. Just, okay, good, you know, if you want to kind of... I, I'd argue as well, this is kind of a film you could watch, like... um, If you need to, like, fill out a form, or if you need to... Like do you know do like order some shopping or something like you can kind not all of this film can be background watched but some of it can some of it can because some of it when it's just deciding like dialogue option or not dialogue options dialogue between the characters of like that that long thirty minute part of this film that I mentioned when they're at the mall um, that is the part where you could do that I'd say you need to pay attention at the start and at the end and at certain points in the middle but there is a bit of a stretch of this film where you can just listen to what the characters are saying because um, you, you can quite easily probably follow it uh, in, in that way so anyway um, but that's pretty much my spoiler free thoughts I enjoyed it, it isn't incredible it isn't terrible, it's good it's a good film but that doesn't mean it's bad you know, some some people look at when when things get rated like a seven or an eight out of ten, which is like average to good, and some people take that as like, oh, this thing's bad. It's not like a nine or a ten out of ten. You know, um, if something is a five or a six and like pretty averagely poor, um, then maybe you can then then that's where you can move something to like a skip rating. But an eight, a seven or an eight, and I'd go with like an eight or an eight point five for this. If you if we're doing numbers, good. Don't skip kind of film so and that's kind of a little bit of what I was expecting actually as well I kind of had heard things here and there about this film and read up a bit about it and heard that or read that it was set in a mall and I thought okay be it'll be pretty simple then so anyway that's my spoiler free thoughts on everything I'm gonna get into spoilers in a minute uh, but we're gonna do some housekeeping first so stick around for that and I'll see you all in a minute 
Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show okay so recently on entertainment talk uh, I did a couple of other film reviews this week I'm doing quite a lot in in the next um when the, the week just gone and in the next couple of weeks as well there's a few films I want to get watched such as Dawn of the Dead but one other film film that I saw this week which I loved was uh, Luca it's the next uh, installment from Pixar uh, in their well not their franchise but in their their set of films uh, in their catalogue of films really really good one of the best Pixar films in my opinion which is what I put in the title one of Pixar's best absolutely must see film uh, if you do want to watch this, you can watch it for free, quote-unquote, on Disney+. Plus. There's none of that premium access thing tied to it. Uh, I don't know about any cinema releases. I haven't heard about anything like that. But uh, if you want to watch it and you subscribe to Disney+, Plus, you can just log on to that and press play. And then you can watch it. I thoroughly enjoyed that film. And uh, so that was really good. Uh, one that I watched as well last week, which was The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Which is the sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson return as well as some new cast. I gave it a don't skip. Very, very good action flick. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it's a bit similar to Dawn of the Dead in that way. It's very kind of simple. A little bit run of the mill in, in that way. But it's very good at what it does. So you've got to sort of appreciate it for that. Uh, but some people like popcorn flicks. And there's nothing wrong with the popcorn flick. Um, they just have to be good at what they do. And I think Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is very good at what it sets out to do. So I gave it a don't skip. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, another one that I sort of watched was uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. I explained more of what I meant uh, on the podcast. I gave it a skip rating. You can watch it for free now on Disney+. Plus if you're subscribed uh, they, they did have the premium access thing but that's no longer the case it's available normally 
on Disney Plus now, but I'd recommend that you don't bother. You can watch it if you want, but I'd recommend that you don't bother. With that, I gave that a skip rating. So those are some recent film reviews. Uh, TV stuff, Breaking Bad, we continued with that season 2 episode 11. Remember, there's no Breaking Bad podcast this week or next week. It returns the week after, which I believe is the week of the 14th of uh, July. So uh, check back in with us with that at that point. But season 2 episode 11 is the newest one that we've done. And we've only got two two more episodes left for the season as well. Gaming talk last week, we talked about Last of Us 2's first anniversary and I platinum the game. So I talked about that experience. Talked about Nintendo at E3 as well and what they showed, what impressed us and everything else like that. And we talked about all this like Blue Box, Kojima, Silent Hill, Sony game type of thing. Uh, nothing massively to get your hopes up at, um, but it's an interesting situation nonetheless. Uh, it has started to rain very heavily, so if you can hear that, um, then that's what that is. So it started to rain outside. Um, but yes, that's week's gaming. That's this week's gaming talk episode. I uh, did a podcast talk, a uh, podcast called Entertainment Talk Summer and Autumn Plans. If you want to know what we're going to be doing uh, for pretty much the rest of the year, at least as far as I know at the moment, you can listen to our podcast and see what we're doing and how you can get involved and support uh, the podcast and all that sort of stuff, which would be great. Uh, speaking of new stuff, uh, Monsters at Work is going to be starting on the Wednesday, seventh of July. Uh, and I've done a season one preview podcast for that, so that was good. CW Superheroes for Batwoman season two, episode ten. That's the newest one. World of the Last of Us podcast talking about the game's first anniversary, and that is everything we've been doing pretty much on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. I'm going to now go into spoilers for Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 remake, the film that I've already been talking about. So I'm going to go into spoilers, so if you've not seen it, which I kind of thought I had, but I hadn't, I'd sort of seen the ending, weirdly. But anyway, uh, I'm going to be talking about that in a minute. Um, if you're listening on a podcast player, you can either close it, or press pause, or whatever you need to do. Um, and then you, ca- if you're listening on the website, press back, or the homepage, or pause, or anything else like that, because I'm going to go into spoilers now. Alright, so a few things to talk about. Um, do you want to talk about sort of the layout of this film? I know I kind of talked about it at the start. But I guess I can talk about it more in uh, in more spoiler terms. Um, so you get this uh, woman and her husband and their daughter that's at home. They start to hear about this weird stuff on the news. Uh, she comes home from a hospital shift, doesn't she? Um, and there's like this weird talk about like there's this guy who got a bite and is in the, I think they said ICU. Uh, intense care unit I think that's what it is um, and they were both a bit confused of like oh it's only sort of like a bite wound like why would why would that be an issue obviously we know why it's an issue because he's probably going to turn um, so that was an interesting start so she goes home and they start to have the broadcast on the news and stuff um, I was a little bit frustrated with this opening in a way the whole sort of like oh are you okay kind of thing uh, with the dad because the dad sort of like sees the daughter in the hallway or whatever uh and goes to speak to her and you can you can see actually because there's like a shadow on her um and it's like covering the top half of her body but you can see on like her pajamas whatever they were that there's some like blood near the bottom of it and you think like okay this this daughter's turned like you can tell the way she's standing there and everything that she's turned um and it it does frustrate me a little bit uh and i know this isn't a new film this film is 17 years old if I got that right 2004 to 2021 16 yeah 17 years old yeah um this film is so it's quite old actually but um 
it does frustrate me a little bit. I like that, oh, are you okay kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, obviously he gets bitten from his daughter and he turns and then the mother has to get her way out of the house. Um, I thought I thought she had some pretty good instincts, actually. Speaking of survival, you know, she kind of like kicks the husband out of the way or whatever and then just like runs straight into the bathroom and closes the door. Uh, There's obviously a nod to his Johnny, I thought as well, the way that the husband um, like bashed the bathroom door in. And he like peeks through the middle of it and everything. Because every time I see something like that. Um, and someone sort of stick their head through the middle. Of the like cracked open door frame. Uh, that always feels like a nod to his Johnny. Obviously The Shining. A film that I really do not like at all. Uh, you can check out the Classic Reviews episode that I've done on that. If you want to know more. But um, that was a nod to that obviously. And then uh, she opened the window and got out of there. Uh, that was good. So she goes through a few things. And then... Uh, you know, ends up at the mall, which is where we spend the majority of the film. Um, meets up with these other people, they try and work out what's going on. Now, the thing I like about this film as well, I'm going to try not to do too much of a recap, which is what I kind of just did there. Uh, so that's, that was sort of your opening scene, and I really liked um, that you get sort of a few overhead shots of uh, the local area, and a few helicopters and buildings are on fire and stuff, and there's even that truck that like bashes into something and it goes into like a petrol station or whatever that was that was pretty cool um so seeing oh it's always kind of interesting to see that initial like chaos you know people trying to get out of their houses cars driving all over the place and you know you're often following a protagonist in a car like like the start like the start of the first um last of us game as well um and you know you get in the you get in the car as as joel in that game and tommy's with you and sarah's with you and uh, that's not quite the same bird's eye view almost type thing, but you get to see it from. It, it's usually a case where your protagonist gets into a car and drives off and sees like the chaos around them, and you know sees other people getting pulled out of their cars or like people trying to rush to their cars as well. Uh, so I, I'm always kind of interested in that opening. It's always a very chaotic and kind of fun way to uh, to start something like that as well, especially when you do it that quickly. That was that must have all been within about the first ten minutes. Of this film, you know, you get the you get the slow bleed, don't you? Of sort of the newscasting, somebody they're hearing some weird stuff. Maybe they hear some neighbors screaming outside, and then um, you know somebody turns in the house, or some or a zombie breaks into the house in some way, shape, or form, and they decide to go for it, you know run for it, which was which was cool. So I thought that was pretty good as well. Again, a little a little bit run of the mill still because I've seen that so many times, but it's always interesting to see it just from different. Different pieces of media and different iterations as well. That's something I've always said about, uh, you know, people have asked me sometimes, like, what would you want more from The Walking Dead? Because I love zombie content. And it's not a case for me of wanting, like, more Walking Dead shows. I want to have more zombie stories, but told through, like, you know, different TV shows, different films, different directors, different characters, different stories, so that I can get kind of the same story, you know, a flesh eating human being, monster, whatever. Uh, an undead thing uh, chasing after somebody or a group of people uh, that is essentially the premise of these zombie things but it's the case of like where are you and like you know the the different characters and the different settings and everything else like that so uh, that's, that's, that's where my interest lies it's not to see more of the same type of thing but more zombie content but shown through different different interpretations different takes that kind of thing as well so 
Um, and I'm kind of doing this backwards with Zack Snyder because he did this and then Army of the Dead. And I saw Army of the Dead and then I saw this. So anyway, uh, so that was pretty good. But I like the, the idea of a mall. You know, you've got so many different buildings you can go into. So many different things you can use. So many different areas and shops and locations within a massive mall uh, that you can use as well. Like when the, uh, that one guy went into like the sports shop and you're thinking, oh, you could use like a number of different things. And, uh, you know, you've just got so many different different places you can go. Different places you can pick weapons up from. Uh, and there's things like armories and all that kind of stuff, which is which is really cool. I, I like the shot of this film as well, because they meet up with a couple of characters. And then you get this, like, front shot of the mall. And you think... And I just, I just remember thinking... I mean, I only saw this a couple of hours ago. I remember thinking, like... You look at that mall and then you think zombie film and then you think there's so many possibilities of what you can do in there. Which allows you to set most of this film in the same location. Um, and there's, there's, there, I, I, what I kind of like about this film as well is, you know, once these characters do get a sense of safety. Which is like, you know, most people have got keys, the areas are sort of locked down. They even start playing like golf and obviously they message that guy, I think it was called Andy or whatever, from like across the street and they start sort of not messing about a little bit, but like taking things really casual and you sort of think Okay, at one point this system that they've got, which is pretty nailed down, at one point it is going to break and obviously that was when they went uh you know to sort out the generator and everything. So there you go. Uh, speaking of the generator and all that, obviously we had a zombie in this as well, uh, which was interesting. Um, and then you got the whole thing with that uh, the man and his wife, and they turn and stuff. You obviously saw a bit of a turn with him when the the elderly woman uh, came into that to that room, and he was like, you know, I've got to protect my family. And then that woman shoots the uh, the pregnant woman because uh, she's a zombie. And then things kind of t- take a turn from there. So you, uh, you know at some point. Okay last 20-30 minutes. Something's going to take a turn. And then they'll have to like rush and get out of this. And then the last 20 minutes or so of this film. Is just water ball zombie action. Which I don't mind I like. But it does make it a little bit more predictable. I think. Because um, you know you know this film isn't going to end with them just. Okay we're all secure here at the mall. That's it. Uh, you know Andy gets into trouble. He needs some food. He turns. And all that sort of stuff happens. I'll tell you one thing I really liked about the Andy. I think his name was Andy. The guy who was on the rooftop doing all the sniping and everything. And um, they send the dog over there. Don't they? To go through the hatch or whatever. And you don't see what happens between the woman that goes there and him. You hear about it on the radio. But I got a very good... um, I got the gist from that very well. On like what the situation was. So her explaining like the dog's fine. There's a lot of blood. He's been really bitten badly. And him explaining over the radio like oh damn they really got me good. And you can see from the group's reaction. Of like oh damn one of them bit me. And everybody else is like oh well that's that's it then. Um, but uh, it wasn't a sense of like oh I can't tell if she's been bitten. Or the dog's been attacked or whatever has happened. Um but uh, then, then when she explains I'm hiding in this closet, whatever it was, and you didn't hear anything, I thought, okay, he hasn't probably got in there, and he hadn't. So that was pretty well told over just like a radio conversation where you couldn't see the other side. Because uh, you're listening out for things like screams and you know zombie growls and, and whatever, which was kind of cool. So I, I thought most of that stuff was, was pretty good. Um, 
but yeah, we had the Zombaby stuff. Uh, obviously, you got the sense of trust as well. Uh, you know, they go up to the floor, and then you see the three security guards, and they're like, hey, you're not coming up here, and they slowly sort of worm their way in to the top and uh, earn the trust there. But, you know, you're wondering, okay, is this guy going to, like, screw the group over or whatever? He turned out to sacrifice himself in, in the end, obviously, with the flares and the uh, fuel tank and everything. So that was that was quite cool. Um, I don't really get particularly attached to many of the characters. It was more sort of when... When a couple of the characters were doing more heroic things, like when that woman went to check on the dog and Andy, and um, you wondered where she'd gone, because that's a type, uh, that's a sort of type of mission where you don't want it to fail, because you want the dog to be okay, you want the woman to be okay, but there's other sort of more um, run-of-the-mill type of deaths where, like, oh, this person got bitten and they've accepted it and all that. Uh, I think there was the guy called Ricky or whatever, that dad. Um, and like everybody knew what needed to happen, but he needed to say his goodbyes and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it had, this film had a couple of deaths where you were sort of settled on knowing what was going to happen, and then other instances where, you know, characters in danger—they're not gone yet, but they could go. So, it sort of it, it worked pretty well in that way. So I thought that was that was pretty good. Um. That's pretty much all I've got to talk about, I think. Uh, the ending, as well, I suppose, is a good place to end this. Because uh, there's not much other, like, spoilery stuff to kind of talk about. But um, it was pretty good. So, um, the end credit sequence. So, they get to this boat. The one guy reveals that he got, like, bitten or whatever. Which is more of a sort of... I, I think we kind of, as as viewers, we sort of... They flashed the camera to that, didn't they? Because there were certain points in this film, actually, where... Um, the camera would like really quickly take focus on something of like remember that um and that would work out interestingly as well i think there was a point where he did get bitten and the camera really quickly just sort of you know clicked onto it to to kind of let us know and his his reaction afterwards was just like he was like annoyed and whatever uh, cuz he kind of knew what was what was what was coming uh, so he does that he i think he took his own life didn't he cuz you you saw him put the gun to his bottom of his chin or whatever and uh, then you heard the gunshot but yeah so they get into the water not into the water sorry into the boat that goes into the water uh the dog's there the do- dog's fine because um, it wasn't quite clear where the dog was throughout all that chaos in the street you know the van crashed and whatever and they had to transfer everybody and everybody was kind of running and everything uh i and you could kind of hear the dog but i couldn't see where it was but um you saw that the dog was on the boat later. They get to this island thing. They like pretty much run out of resources. Uh, still got their guns and everything. Then you get a massive horde of zombies that kind of come out of, of nowhere. Obviously from this like woodsy type of area. And then the camera just keeps intercutting with like scenes of zombies just running and running and running and running. And then just like more close ups on zombies and growling and that sort of thing. I looked up on Wikipedia after to see what to see what on Wikipedia they described the plot as and the ending, and it says in there that their fates are unknown, which I would agree with that as well because you don't see them get killed. They could have gotten back on the boat and like done something or whatever, um, but they also could have been overrun. But I'm gonna go with the assessment that or the judgment whatever that they. 
I think they went backwards because they started walking backwards. So I think they went backwards, went back onto the bow and went somewhere else. I don't know where, but I, I, I don't think that they died. Maybe like one or two of them died or whatever. Maybe the dog got killed. Although the sh- the the um film does show us that they don't really the dogs uh, the uh, zombies don't really care about the dog. Um, apart from that little bit in the like the hatch when the dog goes in the hatch because it goes through that massive crowd, doesn't it? The dog, and they like don't really pay much attention to it. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. But yeah, the dog's like you know barks and runs off into the woods, and you don't see where it ends up, but. I don't know. Interesting, interesting. But I'm gonna go with the assessment that they survived and they they went. They they. I think they just walked backwards onto the boat and they went somewhere else. But you can let me know what you think. If you think they all died, or whatever. I don't know. So there you go. Uh, one other very interesting aspect to this as well. Um, so this is 2004. So from my own memory, without looking things up, 2004, Dawn of the Dead, 2009. Zack Snyder did Watchmen. 2013. Uh, Man of Steel. You know the start of the DCEU. So this is way before the start. Of the, this is like. Um, uh, almost a decade. Um, yeah nine years. Sorry before uh, before Man of Steel came out. Um, so then Man of Steel. Then BVS. And obviously Snyder Cut. And Army of the Dead. And all that. Um, so it's interesting to see Zack's interpretation on all this before he had all those experiences. Not that him doing superhero films and you know, Watchmen and all that would have changed what this film would have been. It would have been interesting to see, I suppose, because like, speaking of his different perspective, um, if he'd have done this after like um, Army of the Dead or if he'd have done Army of the Dead like first or whatever. Uh, but obviously that wasn't the case. Um so interesting just in terms of like the zombie films that he's done and that sort of thing because other than army of the dead and dawn of the dead i don't know what other zombie films zach has done i'm not really sure so there you go anyway that's pretty much my thoughts on this film i enjoyed it it had some very very good things going for it it just sort of limited itself a little bit with what it actually came out with but i think once you start watching this film and you realize where things are going I think your expectations, or at least my expectations, were settled on what the film was going to be. And I wasn't disappointed with that. I kind of... Like, when I'd heard this was, you know, this flesh-eating monsters and a mall. And I heard, like, nothing else about this film for a very long time. I thought, okay, that's the majority of what this film probably is. And it was. So, I just think it's the ending that's interesting. The start that's really cool. With, like, the civilization getting taken out or whatever uh or the fall of civilization and then obviously the the kind of cool stuff still with within the mall i don't know that this film made that much use of this mall necessarily um i think if you had this as a tv series or you had a tv series and you set a certain amount of episodes within a mall there's a lot more you could have done with it because that's a very big area to where you can do quite a few things so but uh, it made good use of what it had in this film just not quite as much use of what it could have maybe so i don't know but i enjoyed it don't skip rating let me know what you think do you agree do you disagree do you think this film's awesome do you think it's terrible do you think it's somewhere in the middle do you think it's good like i do 
And uh, what do you think of Zack Snyder and his like film history and that sort of thing? And what is your interpretation on the ending as well? Do you think they all died? Do you think some of them died? Do you think the dog lived? Where do you think they went if they didn't die? I said the boat. What do you think happened? Let me know. Uh, Method Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter e Talk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. That's that. Uh, the next couple of film reviews I'm going to do, uh, Cruella and Nobody uh, are the next two films I'm going to do. Because I've done three, no, four this week. Uh, Ryan, The Last Dragon, uh, Luca, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Dawn of the Dead. And then I'll, I'm going to see one of Cruella and Nobody this week. And then see the other one next week, I think. Um, that's just how the schedule's going to kind of go. So, we shall see. But yeah, one of them... Because they're both shown at pretty good times on Thursday. So look out for those review- one, one of those reviews on Thursday. So either either Nobody, which is the Bob Odenkirk film, or Cruella, which is the Emma Stone, I think that's her name. Uh, the, Cru- the Cruella prequel live-action Disney film, whatever. So let me know. I was going to maybe wait till that hits Disney Plus for free, but it's being shown at a pretty good time on a Thursday. So I will make up my mind when that day comes. Uh, but anyway, um, that's it for now. If you want to support Entertainment Talk on the podcast, if you like what you've heard, uh, you can either listen to more of things that we've done on entertainmenttalk.org. Um, for TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts, so check out all of that as well. Uh, word of mouth and social media, you can tell other people that you know about what we do and where they can find it. So tell them where they can find our content and what we do and all that sort of thing. Either word of mouth or social media, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups, whatever you'd like to use. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. So take a look out for those if you want to. Uh, you can also just simply follow us for free on WordPress as well if you want to have a way of being up to date. With us, obviously, you can check the website regularly. You can follow us on social media, uh, eTalk UK on social media. You can subscribe to us on iTunes feeds. Uh, if you don't want to do any of that and you want to just use your email, uh, you can sign up to WordPress for free. Uh, you follow Entertainment Talk on WordPress. You don't need to go back onto there. You'll get an email whenever we upload a new podcast next, and you click on the link that is sent to you by email. And there is the next podcast, so you can do that as well. Uh, TV and film news, you can find. Uh, new information on all that uh, David runs Geektown uh, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio those post on Tuesdays look out for those that's going to be taking a break for two weeks so this week this upcoming Tuesday and next Tuesday well, there will be no episodes but look out for them next week you can also listen to the previous uh, this this week's sort of episode as well from uh, the Tuesday just gone so uh, if you want to do that um, Bex is streaming daily pretty much over on Twitch Trista Bites Trista B-Y-T-E-S go and give her a follow over there for all of our streams you can also follow me on twitch as well etalk uk for all of my streams and if you want to find the archive streams uh for my last of us 2 journey and some other ones as well uh entertainment talk plays on youtube for all of that thanks very much for listening and i'll see you for the next piece of content thanks and i'll see you next time goodbye <laughs>